Today's review, titled Yay by Wes and Krista. Shalene and Brock, thank you for literally finding your avatar. Me, amongst all the throng. I've been so blessed as a busy mom and business owner. I'm adoring all the info, being authentic with my tribe, and telling friends and clients all about you. Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shalene Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. All right, Mom, this one's all you. Well, I know what you're thinking. It's a Tuesday, Shalene. We're supposed to get a quick tip Tuesday. I know, but I also recognize that you didn't want to wait for the second part of the Naveen Jain interview. Yep, this is part two of that interview. Now, if you missed part one, you want to go back and listen to it. It's the episode just prior to this one. I've spent a lot of time with Naveen. This is a fascinating character. I'm always intrigued by people who achieve this kind of success, like billionaire level success, the people who haven't just had success in one industry, but they're disruptors in multiple, a variety of industries. And that's Naveen Jain. Like, that's fascinating to me. And he's got like this great relationship with his kids and his wife and And you know what else I love about him? I love that kind of, and not like I'm comparing myself to him, but I'm just saying like I'm very inspired by the fact that he doesn't think to himself, oh, you know, I'm not an expert in that area. So therefore, even though I can see that there are problems with this industry, I should keep my nose out of it. So for example, the healthcare industry, he just was like, this is ridiculous. My own father is dying of cancer. People who I love and care about are dying from diseases that are preventable. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist, but I can see that there's technology that the consumers deserve to have. And so why not bring that to them? And I I love that. I love that he just sees that there's a problem in an area and he's not like, oh, I'm supposed to be, quote unquote, the tech guy or I'm supposed to be the moon guy. Like if he's got an interest and a passion, he follows it. And I want to encourage you to do that. I want you to take in his energy. I want you to listen to the drive and curiosity that he has and the confidence. And I mean, listen, this is a guy who came to the United States with no money in his pocket He's a minority. He has a difficult time speaking the language when he first arrives here. And is he letting any of that stop him? Heck no. So I want you to really pay attention to that. Like, I want you to find that fire in your belly. I want you to have unstoppable dreams. I want you to have belief in yourself. And I want you to realize that you can do anything you put your mind to, but you got to have passion. You got to have belief. In this part two, we talk about what it means to find joy when you're so driven by your work and by your passion. Raising children to be entrepreneurs, we talk about the education system, we talk about his own dreams, why he started Viome, we talk about pricing strategies, and so much more. This guy's entertaining, he's fascinating, I want you to soak him in, learn from him, and let him inspire you. All right, let's do this. You're around people who are billionaires and 
created incredible companies that have changed the planet. Do you ever feel the sense that there's still so much more to do that you're never going to, I don't know, be able to rest? You know, it's really about this idea that people have that there are, you know, either you are working or you are resting or, you know, family or retire or whatever the thing is. To me, retirement is about only doing things that you love and doing them as long as you want and nothing gets in your way. So to me, I am retired because I work 18 hour days, seven days a week to solve a healthcare problem. That is my retirement. Now, some may say you don't know how to enjoy, little that they know that I am having a time of my life. (laughs) And that to me is a difference, right? So when people say work is what you do so you can rest, what is you enjoy the pleasure you get of doing what you're doing and what if that is rest you get? Yeah. This is, I thrive in this mode. To me, I get so laser focused. I am meditating for all practical purposes <laughs> because the world around me doesn't matter anymore when I'm focused. Wow. Think about a moment when you had just a euphoric high that maybe didn't necessarily relate to work. So if I can take you outside of the work setting for a moment. Not something that when you think about it conceptually makes you happy, like having family, et cetera, but like something that's just really serves no purpose other than you just freaking love it. What is that thing when you're doing it, you're like, oh my God, I'm so happy right now. I'm like experiencing a high, like whether that's a sport or what is that for you? The sex count? Yes. <laughs> I, think I think your wife's going to be very happy to hear okay. that. <laughs> no, all kidding aside, actually... Um, <laughs> There is nothing in my opinion that gives you more satisfaction, and I don't know if that's high, than watching your children do some amazing things. Yeah. So if you ask me, the biggest accomplishment and the source of happiness for me really has been our children. Mm. And them just absolutely going out and doing amazing things to change the way people live their life, to going out and moving the humanity forward, knowing they don't have to work for a day. And they're going out and kicking ass. I mean, that is to me is the biggest source of happiness for me. Your children were raised, you know, obviously very differently than you were. And they had whatever they wanted. How did you instill in them this work ethic and this drive and this obsession that you have? So it's very interesting because that is really the key that most parents actually is raising children is very counterintuitive when we are successful we want to give everything to our children that we did not have we want them to somehow feel that we love them and the way we show our love is by doing things for them and by approving of the things that they do i realized in the early days that we can separate the two so we told our children that our love for you is unconditional, but our approval is not. They, they never have to second guess, do we love them? But they always have to wonder, are we proud of them? Mm. And the minute they knew what makes us proud, they spent their time to figuring out, what can I do that will make our parents proud? Mm. Not what would you make them love you? They love you unconditionally, mm-hmm. but what can we do to make them proud? And then we told them what makes us proud of them. We told them that your success will never be defined by how much money you have in the bank. Your success will be defined by how many lives have you been able to improve in your time, Mm. right? Your self-worth will never be about how much you own. 
your success and your self-worth will come from how much you created. That means you own a lot. And if you haven't created anything, you're still a parasite on humanity. Wow. Right? And that, you know, the way you know you're successful, the day you become humble is the day you become successful. If you still have iota of arrogance left in you, that means you're still trying to prove something to yourself or someone else. Yeah. Because people who are successful, they never have to go out and prove anything to anyone, yeah. right? And that humility is what a sign of success is. Quiet confidence. And, you know, same type of thing. We always looked at our children and had them believe everything was possible. Not because we told them to believe that everything is possible. By doing things and showing them an old man can still kick ass. Right? <laughs> them to believe that it's not what you tell them. They ignore what you tell them. They watch what you do. So if you tell them money doesn't matter and then you every day of your life, you're showing them things that money matters. Yeah. right? When you become successful and you sit back and relax and enjoy sitting on the sofa and watching TV, and you tell them they need to work hard, doesn't matter how much money you have, they think, Dad, you got money, and you're sitting on the sofa, and you're telling us to work hard, <laughs> right? So point is, it is about being the role model for them, not telling them, but doing it. The, your action speaks louder than words, right? The couple of other things on parenting I was just thinking that might be useful is that from the time they were young, we actually wanted them to start to have imagination. So every time they would ask me something and they say, well, I think this is the only way we can do. We say, what if there was a different way? What if that was possible? What if you could do this thing? And they will always look and say, really? Imagine. You know, imagine is one of the most powerful words in the English language. So when I tell you, Shaleen, imagine, one thing happens is your mind opens up to all possibilities. And now you're open and saying, okay, what do you want me to imagine? And now is my turn to simply give you something that you can visualize. If you can't visualize, the imagine doesn't work. So if I say, imagine a company that has a large market share, has the biggest things, and you're thinking, how do I imagine that, right? But imagination can, if you can get people to visualize, that says, Imagine a world where none of your parents are actually having any chronic disease. They're living their life to the fullest. There's no one who's suffering from cancer or diabetes or any diseases. And you can start to say, oh my God, you mean my mother can walk without a walker? You mean my dad will get back all the memories that he lost to Alzheimer's or dementia? You mean people just not suffering anymore? That's a world I can imagine, mm. right? It's like our, our U.S. school systems really, especially the public school systems, have removed that element for children. It's like they're not allowed to ask questions. They're not allowed to try different ways of, you know, you've got to show your work to be able to prove that you followed the exact methodology that your teacher taught you to solve that problem, not that you could possibly develop your own. Or worse, you're told there's only one right answer to every problem. Multiple questions. There's one right answer. If you think there are two right answers, you're wrong. In real life, there are more than one way of solving the problem. And here's another thing you talk about education, Shaleen. That is, today, if you are an exam and you ask your neighbor, hey, what is the answer to this problem? They think you're cheating. 
If you do the same thing in a company, you think you're a team player. That's right. right? So what is the thing? Here, if you ask other people's opinion, that's you being a good team player and you do the same thing in education, you're cheating. Isn't that something wrong? Something is broken with that answer, right? So the idea is our whole education system has to be rethought because we're designed to teach us skills while we are living in a world where skills become obsolete by the time you even graduate because exponential technologies, right? In old days, you could learn a skill and you use it for the rest of your life. Yeah. In today's world, a skill you learn may be obsolete. By right. The, right? So the whole education system has to be rethought about learning to learn Learning to solve problems while most problems are multidisciplinary, so you can't have one discipline. You have to be multidisciplinary to solve problems. Learning to collaborate together, right? And all that has to completely redefine what education is. Mm, that's the next obsession. And same thing, my point is, we talked about, you know, healthcare, same thing. Our healthcare system was designed when we were dying from infectious diseases, and it does a great job of when we have infection, our healthcare system does a great job of it. Unfortunately, it was designed for episodic sickness, and now we are all suffering from chronic diseases. That's right. Right? So episodic designed for episodic thing, dealing with chronic sickness. And what if to solve chronic diseases, you have to rethink Less use of antibiotics, which is what helped us with the inflammation, which helped us with infection. Now we have to rethink the whole thing. Yeah. Right? And what if we found a different way of solving a chronic disease? What if the chronic disease is actually begin in the gut? What if you could understand what was going on in the gut? Remember, our mom told us, listen to your gut. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do your gut check. What was she talking about? Did she know that actually... The things that are happening in your gut are the ones that are really important. What if the gut is really control your mind? That's right. That brain-gut connection. So when you start Viome, by the way, I've never asked you this. Why did you choose the name Viome? Yeah, so it's very interesting. You know that Indians cannot pronounce the word V. So <laughs> why would you start name a company that you can't pronounce? <laughs> you know, this is one of the crazy things. Like, so I just loved what it meant. Why we is life, like in French, we is life. Yes, omics is science, science of life, and I love the concept of science of life. Biome, right? Biome. Yeah. Hey, you got it. <laughs> v i o m e, right? But the yeah. point was that is what it stood for, and we realized that what if we understood what was happening in your gut, and what if that could solve all chronic diseases, and that simple concept of what if we could understand. And what if it could eliminate chronic diseases? Allows us to create a company today that's going to be one of the best pharmaceutical company that uses no drugs. Wow, yes. A pharmaceutical company that believes food is the only drug that you need. What if that was the only drug you ever needed? And what if that could be personalized to each entrepreneur? Because each entrepreneur is unique. You know, when... I started looking into companies that could test gut health, could test gut microbiome, and there's many of them. And less and less and less now. Oh, really? Okay, oh, that's good yeah, to know. You saw the uh, last company that used to be there for a long time actually got raided by FBI. So Ubiome got raided by FBI. No way. Yeah. 
So they were raided by FBI for because they were doing all kinds of illegal stuff. Not only the product wasn't doing what they said, they were also billing the insurance company fraudulently. Wow! Right. So here is a company that actually should have succeeded, but they got greedy because they never focused on solving the problem. They only focused on making the money. They were trying to figure out how to make the most money for their investors so they can make money. Whereas we started in saying. We don't need to worry about making money. If we can help a billion people live healthy, you can create a great company from helping billion people. Well, I want to talk to you about pricing for a second because obviously this is a show that people listen to and that own their own businesses or developing their own businesses or sometimes multiple businesses. And when it comes to how to price the product, you look at how expensive is it for us to produce it? What does the market bear? And when you first came to market, I assume you were a much higher than what most, but also offering a far more in-depph look at what's going on in the gut microbiome. I was one of your beta testers and I think I paid like $1,000. And I, I remember, you know what I did? Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't even tell you I did this, but I went to my own social media yeah. And I, I didn't tell people what specifically I was doing, but I said, I'm curious, how much would you pay if you had information that told you not just what was in your yeah. gut microbiome, but what it was doing? Yeah. And you could see on a microscopic level and you knew what disease factors you could eradicate by eliminating certain foods. And you knew exactly what foods were healthy for you, not based on someone else's list, but based on what's going on in your gut. Would you, how much would you be willing to pay for that monthly? And I'd kind of taken my $1,000 and divided it. And it was really interesting. People were like, oh, $1,000 a month. You know, everyone was really quite high when, when I framed it that way. I didn't say how much would you pay for a gut test. Yeah, that's right. You know? And that's really is very interesting is that people look at the product, not look at what it does for you. And I think that you know, as an entrepreneur, you always have to see what problem you're solving and how much is that solution worth to someone else, mm. right? It doesn't matter what it costs you, is what would people pay for that product because you're solving a billion dollar problem for them. It may cost you $100, but does it really mean you need to charge $100? So again, you know, as I watch more and more people finding out about Viome and you're adding more and more data points, individuals, personal results and people are retesting and I started retesting, I noticed your price keeps coming down. So like as an entrepreneur, I'm thinking to myself, why is there a price coming down? Like I assume this is what the market will bear. You're getting more customers. So why are you lowering your price? Which now, by the way, is $199. So why is that? Yeah. So that is very interesting is that in this particular case, we realize that what makes us better what allows us to help a billion people is to have more people doing the test so we understand through artificial intelligence exactly what is causing people to be sick. And the more people we have, the more accurate it gets. So as we are getting more and more people, we just needed more and more people to join. So as more people join us, our cost comes down okay. and we pass cost right down to the people rather than making that as a profit. So when our cost was $1,000, we were selling for $900. Which seems counterintuitive as a, you know, a billionaire. Like, so explain that to us. Yeah. So the thing is, understanding what you're doing, where the value is. Value is not us trying to make money from doing the test. The value will come from us able to be able to reverse chronic diseases. Okay. Who's that valuable to? 
every single individual human being right not to the pharma company not to the hospitals not to the uh, doctors it's valuable to each individual who is suffering from a chronic disease as we all know shalin someone who is sick all they care about is to be healthy and they would give up everything they have to be healthy watch a billionaire on a deathbed what would they do to be healthy they'll give up everything they have right yeah, yeah. right so my point is person who is sick has only one wish right so now imagine our thinking is what if you actually can keep the cost so low that billions of people around the world will use your product so they can stay healthy and it doesn't matter at that point if even if you make a dollar per month from each person but if you have billion people who are you are helping you still have a billion dollar a month revenue huh. right yeah. and that could be a profit if you make 1 profit for every customer just 1 profit but you have billion people a month using it you have a great business with you right so the question really comes down to is how do you scale whatever you're doing and stay focused on the mission of how to help lots and lots of people you can at the end of the day you can create an amazingly great business google started out with no business model they simply made the search easy so people can find the information they're looking for eventually they found the business model of advertising but they didn't start with that facebook did not start out making any money they created where people use their product once they start using the product they figured out how to make money from that product right so the thing what i'm saying is that as long as you focus on solving the problem you can create an amazingly great business out of it but if you start a company to make money you will always end up having a wrong product yeah. because it's not solving anybody's problem that's right uh, i want to close by asking a personal question one for me the one through one method is my obsession and helping people take control of their health is really important to me you know having had my own health experience and knowing how it just changes people's lives they're just so much happier and healthier and confident and at lunch today you'd said i said you know what really was that tipping point are you working with influencers as a facebook ads and you said no it's really word of mouth what can i do to help more people who have gone through the one through one method talk about it it's really simple help them if every person who loves your product will tell 10 people if it is really truly helping them mm -hmm. it becomes viral so today people who do our test they post their own thing on youtube and says before after mm -hmm. i used to be suffering from depression i no longer have depression i want to tell you how i used to be fat i lost 50 pounds and here is what i did so when you have a happy customer they tell 10 people when you have unhappy customer they tell 100 people so <laughs> 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 right. point is you keep how to make sure a product that you sell is not hurting people or people are not benefiting because when you take someone's money and they feel you, they got cheated they tell 100 people yeah. and they won't buy from you again right so the thing is to be successful is really really simple delight your customer delight your customer jeb bezos has said it multiple times you take care of your customer with such obsession mm. if your customer is happy they'll keep coming back and they'll tell 10 more people today i would buy from amazon 
even though it may be a slightly higher price because of convenience and because I know if there is an issue, they never ask you why, right? And that obsession with their customer is what allows them to actually be one of, you know, one of the few trillion dollar companies. Yeah, that's really powerful because I think so often as entrepreneurs, we think, well, gosh, the, you know, the customer is getting enough. It's good enough or as it is. and complaining. Yeah. I mean, I've given them so much and they're still complaining. And answer is, remember, you can't tell them. I told them already why they keep asking me questions. It increases my cost when they send. Every time someone asks you a customer service, take that an opportunity to educate that customer and delight them. An amazing thing will happen. They will become your ambassador in the real world. Every customer interaction I've had, even the ones that called us and says, I hate you, turns into a person writing about it on social media. I love the company. When I had a problem, I did not understand. Even though it was my fault, they never made me feel stupid. They explained it to me and I called them screaming. And once they explained it to me, I realized it was my fault. And I'm sorry, but I love them and I'll buy them again. <laughs> I love that. And I know I said that was our last question, but unfortunately I lied. I've heard so many interviews with you and I'm not going to let you do it because it's going to make my blood pressure boil. Like I get triggered every time you do this. You'll do a podcast interview and you will tell whoever whose podcast you're on, you'll say, anyone can reach out to me. Here's my email address. And every time you say that, I have a heart attack for you because I feel like, oh my gosh, this is someone who everyone's going to want to pick their brain. You have such a wealth of knowledge and inspiration and you motivate people and you're so well connected and you reply to people. Please don't give your email address so I don't have a heart attack. But how do you manage that? You know, first of all, I love hearing from people. And to me, it is one of the most satisfying things that I hear from people and they tell me about what's happening with their life. And few sentences, few minutes of my time, it changes their life. I've had people, probably every day I get a, probably at least, you know, five, six hundred emails. I go through, read every one of them. These people would say, I heard you and I changed the way I was doing things mm -hmm. and I want to tell you about what happened to me. My life had changed. I want to thank you. Right? And to me, that is the most satisfying thing that you spent an hour of your time which you'll never get back ever again. You can make always make more money. You can never make more time. Mm -hmm. And the fact people who are listening to you and I, they're giving us the most valuable thing they have, which is their time, right? right? So they give us their time. And what is our job is to make sure we deliver them the value, right? And if we keep delivering the value, they'll keep coming back to listening to your podcast every time because every guest, you make sure they deliver value. And that's the reason I always tell people that if you reach out to me and if I can help you, help you help another 100,000 people, another million people, that means I don't have to do that myself anymore. You can do that for me. That's one way to look at it. That's really powerful. Well, Naveen, thank you so much for being so generous with your opinion, your, your knowledge, your experience, and thank you for being so obsessed with helping to eradicate chronic disease. I think it's going to change. It could change the world. I, I believe that it will because you believe it does. Well, Shalin, my point is I want to thank you for you know, really spreading the wisdom because you could be doing anything in your life. And here you find time to bring value to your audience, to your customers. 
These people are not even paying you. Think about <laughs> that for right. a second. And you do that because you believe the entrepreneurship is worth doing. Yes. Every entrepreneur, when they succeed, they help our community better because they all create employment. They all give it to the local community. So every entrepreneur listening to this, imagine what you just done. You created millions of communities that could benefit from success of these entrepreneurs. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's awesome. Super fun. I'm such a fan of this guy. I've been watching him for years now, and it was quite a while before I brought him on my podcast because I was watching and researching and listening and waiting for the Viome technology to develop. You know, I kind of watched this company, Viome, from its infancy stages. I was like one of the very early testers. I spent $1,000 on the first gut test, and I, I was way impressed by the information that I got, but I didn't feel like their app at the time really served consumers. So like I didn't talk to my my lifers about the gut testing, even though I was fascinated and really impressed by the information I got. I just, I knew what to do with that information, but I felt like the average consumer needed more support. And so I've just been watching the company change and get better and get bigger and easier to use and I just, it's been fun to watch, you know, because I've been doing that with my own companies, just like what we launched the 131, what it looked like initially and what it looks like today are so different. And I guess it's kind of like a peace of mind to realize like, oh, wow, even the really big guys, they go through all these iterations. And sometimes you just have to start, even when you're not like certain it's perfect, like you just have to start. So I want you to take that away from this as well. And I'm not sure if you've listened to the episodes that Naveen and I did on gut testing, but if you haven't, I encourage you to go back and listen to those. They're on the Shaleen show. There's two episodes there. And if you're interested in, you know, checking out Viome and ordering your own gut test, you get $25 off when you use my code. We are affiliates for them now, and I'm a proud affiliate for them and just blown away by the information that you have access to as a consumer. So if you want to check that out, you can go to viome.com forward slash Shaleen for $25 off. And I think you'll be quite impressed by their app and the technology. And it's not that big of a deal. Like if you're a little grossed out or weirded out by doing a home gut test, because yes, it does require providing a stool sample, you're going to be fine. Just get inside the pod squad and we will walk you through this and assure you it is no big deal. It's completely normal. This is a normal bodily function and you need to know. You need to know this stuff. Anyways, okay, that's it for now. My goal is to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun. This was fun. But now we're done. I love you. Talk to you on Thursday.